The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh and a merry heart does make like medicine. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Every news story you hear is another witness that it's getting closer. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use if we decide to be doers and not hearers of the word. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Well, the primary reason is because God said so, so that's what I'm doing. Also, Bible trivia for fake, and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. Right now, there's a lot of Christians out there who are really dealing with fear. And the reality is that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So we want to talk about that, and we want to use the truth so that we can break the power of lies. Hey, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, you got something you want to share, perhaps you have a praise report you'd like to share with people. Perhaps you've got a situation you need other people to join in prayer. We want you to be able to reach out. Of course, we'll do Bible trivia later on, but we want you to reach out to us. The couple ways to do that are simple. 972-445-0770. That's a phone number you call. Not text, you call. 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. Let me tell you how great that is. That's like not having to hear me say... 500 times, here's the bottom line, here's the bottom line, here's the bottom line. And then you will be... Gotta laugh at yourself, man. (laughs) No matter what happens. Also, you can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Yes, I'm 24 hours closer to having real air, so I'm very happy. 214-210-8483 by text. And then you can send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. I would love somebody to send an email to the Yiddish version of supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. 
but I don't think anybody can figure it out. So just send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. Also, we'll send you up to the website, as we often do. Keep in mind on the website there are a few very important elements. One, there are free brochures. I had somebody say, I got the brochures, put them in a truck, just going to drive around. If the Lord opens the door, great. If not, no worries. That's all we want. We're not looking for anything else. Just do it as you live your life. Number two, there's free apps. Number three, there's free books. And number four, there's a place where it's not free, and that's the place to give. <laughs> it's not free. Sorry. Uh, bottom line is money is an important element of what we do. Please check out he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. I'm waiting for it to come back. It didn't come back. Why isn't it back? All right, anyway, so there's a couple of things to catch up on. I want to make sure you understand. We're going to open with a word of prayer, and I want to pray for people because there's just I've just had this really hard burden. I don't know if it's a hard burden, but it's a heavy burden for sure about some of the difficulty that some people are going through in loneliness and in pain. And even in relationships and marriages, there's a lot of tough stuff. So I want to pray for the audience first, and I just want to pour it out before the Lord. Uh, we'll pray for a blessing later. We'll pray for USA and Ukraine later, but I want to pray for all you guys right now. Just join me with your faith. Remember, if I have an ounce of faith and you have an ounce of faith and there's somebody else has an ounce of faith, then we'd have three ounces of faith, and three ounces of faith is more than one ounce of faith. So that's why we're doing it that way. So join me in your faith, and let's put it together. Father, we come before you right now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We come to you asking for your help. We first thank you for everything because you're awesome in everything. Your goodness is far beyond us, and we appreciate everything you do. And there are some of us in our fellowship, Lord, that they're just going through a tremendous amount of pain, physical and emotional. And we are just asking you to be Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, and that you would put your healing balm on their heart and on their bodies. And we're asking for those people, Lord, that are having a really tough time in marriage, that there can be a redemption, a healing, a grace, a restoration. And there's people out there right now in our audience who are lonely. They feel like they're alone. They, they attach their radio because they want to have some connection. That part's fine, but they just don't have somebody in their lives. And, of course, you're in their life, but they need people as well. That's how you created us. So meet those needs of those people that are lonely. Help our audience. Help them at the level that they need it, the way that you know they need it. Not our wisdom, your wisdom, your grace, your mercy, your love, your compassion, your kindness in their lives. We pray for all of them. and We pray for all of us. Help us, Lord. Help us to do it right. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okie dokie, artichoke. Got that? All right. Remember, that used to be our big theological term. We haven't used that for a while, so back to theology we go. Eh, something like that. All right, let's uh, open up. We all good? Everything okie-dokie, okie-dokie? Okay. I'll try not to say the bottom line 500 times. I'll try and do 495. And that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. <laughs> all right, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Nope, not, not verse 19. Wrong. Verse 22. See, I can make a mistake all the time. I told my wife that I said that she called me dumb dumb. She laughed. 
You know, your wife is supposed to go, I didn't call you that. Not my wife. My wife's like, <laughs> I'm like thanks a lot, honey. All right, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 22. The eye of the lamp, the eye is the lamp of the body. What does that mean? Well, we'll get to that. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? Okay, first of all, we're talking about the eyes. And in this case, and in this particular teaching, the eyes have it. Here's how it goes. Your eyes bring in the reception of things in life, all right? Now, if you have struggle seeing, okay, there might be that you have a limited amount. Maybe you have no capacity to see. That's that, that does happen. But in the general economy of mankind, what we take in, we take in primarily through our eyes. And then I think the secondary is the ears. I have to kind of check that. But I'm pretty sure it's the ears. And then it comes into taste and so on and so forth. Here is the key component. We are supposed to be observant of what we take in eye-wise. So we have terms in our society. So for let me give you an example. The word eye candy is a phrase, phrase that people use. That means that it's like a treat to the eye. Even if it's sinful, it's, it's called a treat. And so what we've got to be more aware of is kind of the Job scenario where he talks about, I don't look lustfully after a woman. I made a covenant with my eyes. He makes a covenant with his eyes, and you and I need to make covenants with our eyes. And this is no different than what Jesus is teaching. He's not trying to be uh, mean about it. It's like this is an entry point. And so people will say, and I thought about this, people say in marriage, well, you can look, but you can't touch. You ever heard that expression? Wrong. You cannot look and you cannot touch both because the eyes are the entry point for some of this stuff coming in. And some of the stuff that we let into our eyes creates deep problems inside our systems. So the answer is not that you're never going to see anything that's that's uh, you know inappropriate. You're going to see inappropriate stuff. Again, I'm just telling you. It's what you do with it. We talked about this last week. It's how you process it. It's what you do with it at that moment. Sometimes when I see something, I don't get rid of it fast enough. And then I realize, oh, wait, that was stupid. And so I'm working on this thing. And I'm not doing it great, but I'm really working on it going, Lord, cleanse my mind. <laughs> It's like it's like wash the inside of my eyeballs so I don't remember that image because those images have an enormous impact on our lives. They affect how we process things, how we do things. And so Jesus is telling everybody, look, the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is healthy, your body will be full of light. In other words, if the things you're taking in are decent, they're cool, they're, they're copacetic, awesome. But if they're not then it's a bad scenario and you're creating more bad scenarios for yourself. And that's what we do. And we have to be well aware. In fact, look at the, what the text says. Kind of, uh, it's kind of not really great where he says, what he's talking about, he says, the eyes of the lamp of your body and your eye is healthy, your whole body be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, ooh, wait, what? How deep is that darkness? In other words, if what you take in is truly dark and that's your light, you're in big trouble. You think, well, how does that apply? Well, it applies to us individually and it applies to us corporately. 
So in our society, we have 23, 23 pro-life uh, institutions uh, and groups that were attacked in the last two weeks, right, by the pro-death people. It's like, I don't know, I'll call them pro-choice, they're pro-death. That light matters. What you take in on the television matters. What you take in on the internet matters. Hey, you know that thought behind you that goes, well, nobody really knows. Eh, wrong answer. There is a video recording of you of doing everything, having every thought in the uh, in the vault of God. So let's just keep it straight. If you do something wrong, don't try and justify it. Just bring it before the Lord and say, help. I was praying today, and I just, you know, I love that prayer help because sometimes when I'm not doing something right, that's just the smartest thing to say to God. I need help. And that's okay to say. It's okay to come to the Lord and ask for help. But what we want to do is do a little bit more. Believe it or not, we want to be a little bit more like Job. And we want to make a covenant with our eyes. And just be careful what you take in, okay? Because what you take in becomes a part of the process. Even what we hear becomes a part of the process. But in this text, Jesus is talking about eyes. So let's ask the Lord to help us keep it clean and keep it right so that we don't have to fight things that sneak on in as we let them in through our eyes. Get it? Let's let the light that's in our eyes be truly light and not darkness. Okay? Okay. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Take a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. Then they complained to Moses against Moses and Aaron, and they said, it had been better for us to die in Egypt or even here in the wilderness. Their theory in that thought process is they're thinking, it'd be better for us if we just died in the wilderness or back in Egypt where we know where things were at as opposed to going to a new land and being consumed by these big people. This is a terrible idea. 
There's some commentators that believe that their complaining really has to do with they, they thought it would be better to die over time in the wilderness or over time in Egypt versus going to the land and being immediately killed by these big people. And they were bumming. And look what they said. Wouldn't it be better to go back to Egypt? How quick we forget what the bondage is once you're out. Oh, how quickly do you forget the bondages that God brought you through once you're away from it? Like, well, well, I don't remember being that bad. The David Spoon Experience on 770 KAAM. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We did have somebody call in and encourage people, and I think it was brilliant, by the way, to don't forget Job. It's like Job kept thinking, well, this is going on, this is going on, this is going on. He was wrong. <laughs> I just People should just say that. He was wrong. He was a nice guy. Wrong, though. No, God was bragging about you. If you didn't know that, right? So you got to trust the Lord, right? That's a big part of this. Okay. Uh, trivia? Trivia? Probably good. Okay, let's do trivia. All right, this is not very difficult, so I'm going to be I'm kind of counting on you guys here. What was the name of Queen Esther's cousin who raised her from childhood? What was the name of Queen Esther's cousin? Who raised her from childhood? If you have a problem with the word cousin, insert anything else you want to. I don't care. What was the what was his name? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, David, at he must org. Okay, got that going. We got that going. I just want to make sure to get everything. We got somebody calling in. We got people texting in. This is kind of fun. I always like Tuesdays. I don't know. Tuesdays and Thursdays are just, I don't know what it is. It's so weird. Uh, we're going to get to them in a second. I do want to do a prayer over the United States and Ukraine. I keep doing that. And then in the next hour, I'm going to be praying for the Lord to bless us all. I mean, why not? Right? Ask and you will receive. It's like, okay. So that's what we're going to do. So let's first pray for our country and for Ukraine. Father, we come before you right now, and we thank you that we were able to pray earlier for the body and we really just lift up one another. Just pray that your grace would pour into our hearts and minds. And we pray for our country. Every time somebody says something, all of us shake our heads because we don't even know. We just we just want you to come. Lord Jesus, come, come, please. In the meantime, Lord, may there be grace and mercy extended to our nation so that it continue can it can continue to exist. And by that, Lord, we're praying that the leaders would be in the palm of your hand and under holy influence and not demonic influence. We just want the truth to prevail. We want righteousness to prevail. We want your name to be honored and glorified. So protect us as we go through these processes and protect the people in Ukraine as that uh, entire process seems to be going in circles. We're still praying the same thing, that the 
gospel would be spread to the corners of the country, everywhere and to everyone that they might hear the good news of Jesus Christ. That's what we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so somebody's calling in to answer the trivia question. For those that don't know, the trivia question was, how old, oh, that was wrong. Uh, what is the name of Queen Esther's cousin who raised her from childhood? It takes a couple of seconds. All right, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Don. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm de- I'm excited because I'll be driving <clears throat> home slow, and by the time I get there, I might actually have air conditioning in the whole house. Oh, hey, I just bought me some uh, high velocity high velocity fans from Walmart, and boy, they're blowing me away. But I tell you what, sure is not. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's amazing how it is without air, isn't it? Then you're like, like I know. Uh, 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 I mean, it's 80 degrees, and I've got this. These I've got three high-velocity high fans blowing in a very large area. But boy, it, I can. It's it's very comfortable. There you go. That's the way to do it. There you go. And I also have a prayer a prayer request for you too. After a while, or okay. whenever. All right, let's do let's do the trivia question, then we'll talk about the prayer request. How about that? Okay. Sir. Okay. All yes, right. Sir. What was the name of Queen Esther's cousin who raised her from childhood? Mordecai. That is correct, sir! <laughs> so there's a couple people yeah. that are like, he was the uncle, he was this, he was that. Really? Does that, does that matter? That. <laughs> it's Mordecai. That's the dude. He's so good. That guy. He's, that you guy. Know, when I, love when that I guy. first read that years ago, I used to always think that he was an uncle. And then the more you start reading the Bible more and uh, with more detail, then you figure out what's really going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great, yeah. what a guy too. Well, he's just like I'm not bowing. It's like, yeah, that guy, that right. guy right there. All right, what's the prayer request? And we are glad to do it with you. So, what do we, what do we with, got going on? We, uh, I sing in a choir downtown Dallas, and uh, we have a shepherd. His name is Charlie Mack, and he just had surgery, uh, eye surgery, and he is going to have to recover for seven to ten days face down oh i know and so you know i we've been flooding him with uh he can't really talk to anybody right now i think he will be able to later but he sure needs a lot of prayer just to uh you know yeah absorb the time yeah he's gonna and his first first name's charlie charlie okay let's pray for him right now let's do it yes Father, we come before you right now. We lift up Charlie. Nobody knows this situation better than you. Not the doctors, not Charlie, not anybody. But, Lord, you can take a situation like this and turn this into a blessing because that's how powerful you are. And we are asking you that while he is face down, he would have heart up, that his heart and mind would just be lifted and that he'd have better fellowship than he ever anticipated in this time and that you would bless him with your presence and you would encourage him and that it would even be speedier than they anticipate and that he would be able to give a testimony out of this that the grace of God stepped in and prevailed and helped him through it. This is a, a concern from one brother to another, and we're asking as the body that you would have mercy and bring about this grace in this situation. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. 
Thank you so much, David. God bless you. I really appreciate it. You got it. God bless you as well. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Lots of prayer today. I like that, though. See, you guys, I like sometimes it's getting the teachy kind of thing, and sometimes it's getting the other kind of thing there. Uh, I, I've only got like three minutes left. There's no way I can do this whole thing on money. <laughs> you might as well just go, oh, yeah, he's not. That's not. Yeah, that's not. I mean, that is not going to happen. Okay. So uh, here's what I am going to encourage you with. And I'm going to, I'm going to really, I'm going to really. Say something that's going to – maybe it will come off a little controversial. But when you're praying, so one of the things I've noticed is that when I pray, you know, I got a pretty good line on some things I'll be praying. And then you know how that drifting thought comes in and you start thinking about something else that's uh, closely connected but not directly to the prayer. And then your brain starts going – you know, down left field is the like a like a softball going <laughs> foul, and it just keeps going into the other field. One of the things that I've been doing with the Lord, and I know the Lord knows what I'm doing. I'm trying to get it right. Is I've been saying out loud, "Stop." I mean, I actually say it out loud, "Stop," and then I say, "Lord, help me reset." And I really do that. I actually say it. I know it sounds kind of stupid or whatever, but. It's easy for me to drift, not because I'm trying to ignore God, but because when I have one thought upon another upon another, and then another thought gets in there, it just starts going off to the side. And so uh, one of the th- tactics I've used, I've been tactic, but one of the things I've been using is t- to reset with the Lord. I don't believe God has, uh, he's upset about, anybody would think that God would be upset about, that's crazy. God is wanting you and I to be disciplined enough to pray. Could you not pray with me for one hour, he asked uh, Peter, and it's just like, could, could you guys not stay awake? Now, they were tired and heavy and exhausted and all that, and their situation might have been a little bit different, and you are not required to pray for an hour, so just in case uh, <laughs> you're trying to figure out, I'm not saying that. But when you're praying, keep in mind, it's not like Satan's going, well, he's praying. Let's everybody leave now because, gosh golly, he's praying, and we don't want to interfere with that. That's the exact opposite of spiritual warfare. <laughs> if, you're, if you're in spiritual warfare while you're praying, that's when he's going to attack you. Why? Because the biggest weapon you have is prayer. And to distract you or make you go left or right on that is, is, a, is a goal that he has as opposed to you staying center. So if you have that happen, it's okay to say, it breaks, however you want to do it. I, that, I, that part doesn't matter. And ask the Lord to help you reset. And if you've had to do it 10 or 12 or 15 or 25 times in a prayer set, so what? Do it anyway so that you can finish and be disciplined enough to bring those prayers before the Lord. That will help you in the warfare aspect, I I'm confident that what I just shared with you is a word for some of you, okay? All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. 
Okay, uh, that's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show, and uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage. At least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said, he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that uh, just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three, three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian, any person who changes their convictions, their biblical Christian convictions, based on another family member changing their status uh, into a, a gay or lesbian lifestyle, and then that person then changes their Bible convictions to, uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right. I said it. 